Well, good evening, folks, and welcome to tonight's edition of the Whitfield Report. I am your host, Sam Whitfield, uh, broadcasting here live for a very rare uh, Tuesday edition of the show, and I want to thank you all for joining me uh, so very much, wherever you are in the past, present, future hour. Um, I usually don't do shows on Tuesdays, but uh, I figured... Uh, this would be uh, well worth covering tonight because we have a lot to uh, talk about here, folks. A lot to talk about. Uh, contact info as usual. You can follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at some W underscore NDC. Hashtag Whitfield Report. You can follow the Whitfield Report on Twitter at Whitfield Report. You can follow me on Gab and Minds and uh, Parlor at Sam Whitfield, Facebook.com forward slash Whitfield Report. I really don't post over there that much, so it doesn't matter, but I've had the Facebook page over there for years. So uh, com is my website. Subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts and all that, which Speaking of, I'll, I'll address the podcast situation in uh, just a sec, ladies and gentlemen. But, um, yeah, subscribe to the show over there. And then finally, uh, streamlabs.com forward slash the Whitfield Report if you would like to uh, donate to the show. If you can, uh, you know, great. If you can't, uh, you know... That's fine too. Just like and share the stream. Uh, we are live on YouTube only tonight because uh, restream, I guess, is going under some uh, maintenance right now. So uh, I can't multi stream tonight. So we're stuck to YouTube uh, only. Uh, and, folks, before we begin the show, I do want to bring up uh, the situation with the audio podcast real quick. Um, because I have not been able to upload episodes, uh, for the past two weeks. And part of that is the fault of, uh, Anchor. And part of that is the fault of, uh, YouTube too. Um, long story short, YouTube has had this like bug ever since quarantine started where, um, where after you finish a live stream, uh, it takes about like a, usually it'll take like an hour or two for the, the stream to fully process it before you can download the, uh, the video file in your creator studio, uh, which is what I usually do. And then I convert that to audio and garage band, clean it up in, uh, pro- post production, uh, and all of that. But lately, uh, streams have been, uh, stuck in what I like to call processing hell or processing purgatory, where it will take like, you know, up to eight hours or, uh, you know, in, in one case, case for the last live stream I did, uh, it literally took like a day and a half for me for it just to finish processing. So I've, I have the, uh, you know, previous files backed up, or I should say downloaded, I just haven't had time to uh, convert them to 
the audio podcast yet, but I will be doing that later tonight, hopefully, and getting the back catalog updated for you guys and getting those, uh, you know, up to date. So I just want to let you know I haven't forgotten the audio podcast. Uh, you know, just ran into some technical difficulties, uh, but that will be, you know, up. This episode should be up tonight, hopefully, uh, at its regular time. So, uh, yeah. So, and, uh, yeah, as Andy's random edits in the chat says, yeah, that's been happening with the bigger episodes, with the bigger uploads. I mean, yeah, but I mean, you know, and my show is bigger, or it tends to be, you know, about like an hour and a half, two hours, you know, sometimes, like in the case of the uh, Milk Nation podcast, which, uh, you know, strangely, I had no trouble downloading that one, you know, and whatnot. That one, you know, was three and a half hours, and that one was, you know, fine. That one downloaded from YouTube and then converted perfectly. I had no issues. So, uh, you know, but it, it's just been weird. So I don't want, you know, people on the audio podcast, you know, subscribers. Some of you guys, apparently some of you uh, listen to the podcast exclusively on audio. And I know that because... Some of you have DM'd me on Twitter asking if I've been on, you know, vacation from the show or something. And, uh, you know, boy, with all the news going on in this shit show, I sure as hell feel like taking a vacation sometimes. But no, um, you know, the like I said, the podcast files have just been all screwy and whatnot. But anyway, I'll be up. I'll be uploading that. So, uh, you know, thank you for your patience and uh, for supporting me. Um, so folks, there is no other way to say this, but the mob has officially now come for Tucker Carlson. And this isn't a huge surprise to me. I knew that the left would be eventually coming for him, uh, you know, sooner rather than later. Um, but... Nevertheless, um, you know, it always is discouraging when they come after someone like Tucker Carlson and someone you you admire. Uh, And basically, they're trying to pull the card that Tucker Carlson is now a, a racist, right? Which is standard for the left. But... What they're, it's what they're coming after him for is so baffling because he criticized Black Lives Matter, which is a big no-no, but what exactly did he say that was so uh, controversial? He basically said, uh, you know, to, to paraphrase, that, you know, while he is okay with, um, you know, peaceful protests and whatnot, he is, uh, you know, disgruntled about the mob mentality and the the riots that are going on, the more radical uh, faction that's going on. And he he also said that the violent mob, if you think you're safe from them, that you're not, and that they will come for you too. Which, 
I've been saying that for weeks now. Pretty much the same thing. The the violent mob and the SJWs, they will come for you. They'll they'll they will come for uh relatively moderate liberal Democrats too. And they have. If you're not far left enough for them, they will come after you. And yet Tucker Carlson is being described as a racist and all this shit is coming out about him. And so I want to begin the program by playing for you the 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 uh the left wing media's spin on this. Right, this came from HuffPo. And uh you know, it's pretty it's pretty damning if I do say so myself here. Uh you know how they like to slant things. Here. Now for those of you on the auto podcast, uh I will read this out loud for you because it's like one of those lame uh you know, picture one of those like, you know, like short Facebook style videos with, you know, text and graphics and words. So let me pull this up. Um, this will, this is coming from uh, HuffPo, the Huffington Post. Uh, one of their videos, it's only about like a minute and 21 seconds long. And this is the media narrative that they are now going with for... Uh, Tucker, so let me pull this up for you guys, um, here, Uh, and, uh, let me see, okay, let me unmute this here, and we should be good to go. Alright, so, uh, from HuffPo, uh, Tucker Carlson's most racist comments yet. So it begins, Tucker Carlson shows he's a dangerous racist. That's the opening caption. The Fox News host unleashed a nearly half-hour monologue raging against Black Lives Matter protests. Notice the ominous music here. Also, for those of you, uh, you know, watching there, you know, they've got the picture of him, like, kind of grinning devilishly, just trying to make him look like an asshole. Ominous, scary music. This may be a lot of things, this moment we're living through, but it is definitely not about black lives. And remember that when they come for you, and at this rate, they will. Anyone who's ever been subjected to the rage of the mob knows the feeling. It's like being swarmed by hornets. You cannot think clearly. And the temptation is to panic, but you can't panic. You've got to keep your head and tell the truth. Tell the truth. If you show weakness of any kind, they will crush you. There was swift condemnation for Carlson's comments on Twitter. 
Now, that was basically, you know, the key of what he said. I'll get to what he actually, you know, what he said in just a moment here. And then you've got some blue, blue, and then I love this. They always show these tweets from nameless blue check marks who have uh, probably le- less recognition publicly than I do. And I'm not even verified on Twitter. So this Aisha whatever says Fox News literally cannot survive without racism. As in, it's part of and parcel of its business model. The protests right now are a threat, not because black people are coming for them, but because this is a movement of strong cross-racial solidarity. It's their kryptonite. Well, Aisha, that's not what Tucker said. He said that the mob was coming for people of all races and all beliefs. So, she didn't she did not hear what Tucker actually said. She probably read some Media Matters drive-by talking points by the drive-by media, as El Rushbelt likes to call them. Then you've got George Takei, who, you know... Anytime he tweets anything political, I just I just love how the left uh, metaphorically and sometimes literally jacks off for whatever he says. Uh, Tucker Carlson is a dangerous racist. Ooh, how edgy, George. Richard Marks, black people are coming for you, says racist Tucker Carlson. No, again, that's not what he said. He said the mob is coming for you. And he said that they're coming for people of all races and backgrounds. Just days, now this is going back to how to HuffPo's monologue. Uh, Just days earlier, Carlson went after groups protesting the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. The indiscriminate use of violence by mobs is a threat to every American of all colors and backgrounds and political beliefs. Democracy cannot exist when people are rioting. Rioting is a form of tyranny. Okay, so again, where is... Where the hell is Tucker wrong on this? Where is he wrong? Really, if if there's if there's anyone in the chat right now who has a good answer on this, I want to know. Uh because this clearly isn't the case. It's it's ridiculous and absurd. And part of me knew that this was coming, or I had a pretty good suspicion it was going to come. Um, 
you know, honestly, I even said this to uh, someone I know personally, uh, because they were saying that one of my neighbors was saying that they're surprised that Tucker's stuff is even allowed to be on uh, YouTube. And I said the other day to my to my neighbor in response that the only reason why they're allowed to uh, be on what the only reason why Tucker is allowed, uh, you know, to be on YouTube is because. Fox News is, you know, a big news corporation, and, um, you know, like, say what you will about Fox News, I I know that, you know, some of the audience here doesn't like any mainstream media whatsoever, and that that's fine, but you have to admit that Fox News, out of all of them, is probably the, the best, and that Tucker is objectively one of the best commentators out there. He's pretty much been saying everything I've been saying about Black Lives Matter and the, uh, you know, the whole George Floyd thing, which is that, yeah, I mean, George Floyd, George Floyd shouldn't have been killed in that way. Um, You know, that was obviously a bad police officer, but this doesn't warrant riots. And, uh, you know, mob rule is unacceptable. How is that, the fact that that is controversial uh, drives me mad, quite literally. So, and, 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 uh, Blaze Dusk Dreamer in the chat says, uh, what, love how they're calling riots, pro, uh, protests, newspeak? Yeah, e- exactly. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy because, Riots are not protests. I have no issue with peaceful protests. I do have an issue with riots and, uh, you know, people damaging property and hurting other people. And it's especially bad because there are people out there who are saying, well, it's it's justified because, um, you know... Black people are are, are oppressed, and uh, this is just them venting their anger for, uh, you know, systemic racism. Uh, you know, and and that's a pathetic excuse. Uh, that's like saying that your that your toddler is mad, right? So, and maybe he's, maybe he's justifiably mad, maybe he's cranky, maybe he's tired, maybe he's hungry, but he's going to, you know, smash one of your dishes. Um, you know, apparently now that's justified, according to the logic. And and I know I'm going to forget flag, what, are you saying racial inequality is the same as a toddler throwing a temper tantrum? Of course not. 
but the reaction by some people is pretty much the same. It might as well be. Um, so, v <laughs> venting their ang anger for George uh, Foreman. Did you, you mean, did you, did you intentionally mean uh, that as a typo, Andy, or... Uh, was that a gaffe? Was that was that a Joe Biden style gaffe you you did right there? Because uh, I'm not sure. Wait, I'm not even. Is George Foreman even alive anymore? I'm 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 not sure. I I I think he might have died a few years ago, but I mean I doubt. You know, George Foreman was. That's the other thing is George Foreman was a boxer, right? And he had. A way better temper than this. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, LOL, intentionally, yeah, I, I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that, that is an insult to George Foreman, though, because most, I'm not sure about the professional athletes of now, but I know that, like, back in, you know, Foreman's day and Muhammad Ali, they at least had discipline, right, to not, do this shit, uh, you know, and harm other people. They would do it in the ring, uh, but, you know, once the bell rung and the match was over, they went back to being civilized, as far as we know, uh, publicly anyway. Um, and, uh, oh, Jeez. Okay, so let's let me now play what Tucker actually said. I'm not going to play the whole uh, monologue, partially because I'm not sure I can, but um, I'll, I'll play a good portion of it at least and do uh, commentary because the the okay this one excerpt that the the media has been pulling to uh, Carl. Tucker a, uh, a racist, right? The media always does this, so it's not really a surprise at all. Uh, this is one clip, right, that they've uh, taken here, and out of a 25-minute uh, monologue, which is pretty, uh, you know, damn good if I do say so myself. Um, also, for some reason, uh, just to let you guys know, the chat window is not, uh, popping up in Streamlabs OBS for me, uh, tonight for some reason. Uh, maybe I, you know, hit something by accident, so I'm not reading the, the comments fully, but, um, I'll, you know, I'll get to them after the monologue, and, you know, by the way, that that's also a, a good reason for you guys uh, to uh, super chat me, if you really want your comment, you know, if you really want me to see your comment, uh, streamlabs.com forward slash the Whitfield Report $2 TTS, um, I'll pause them during the Fox News thing, but, you know, I'll, I'll play them after this. Uh, anyway, though, um... Let me go ahead and play for you guys. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, Tucker's monologue. Okay. Okay, so this is, uh, Tucker, this is, so this is the full monologue, right, folks? Um, Black, Black Lives Matter is now a political movement. Uh, sounds about right, like I said. So, let's hit the play button. Uh, clip number two, go. America went insane over the weekend. That's barely an overstatement. People in their 80s who have lived in the U.S. all their lives said they'd never seen anything like it. Ask an 80-year-old. This was without precedent in the modern era. A small group of highly aggressive, emotionally charged activists took over our culture. They forced the entire country to obey their will. It all happened so fast and with such ferocity that virtually no one resisted it. People seemed bewildered, even stunned by what was happening. Statements of fact and opinion that were entirely within the bounds of reasonable conversation just last Sunday, suddenly, a week later, were enough to get you fired from your job. And a number of people were fired. An awful lot happened this weekend. For the next hour, we want to assess the aftermath of it all, suggest what it may mean, and where this country is likely to go from here. But first, we want to give you a sense of what happened. We're going to begin tonight in Minneapolis. That's where the Black Lives Matter riots first began almost two weeks ago. As the violence there raged, some Democratic leaders in Minneapolis came to a conclusion that didn't, on the surface anyway, make intuitive sense. What their city really needs, they decided, is less law enforcement. In fact, no law enforcement. They began to demand that Minneapolis, quote, defund the police. Now, the first thing you notice about this idea is how unpopular with the public it is. Almost nobody in the country supports it. But the activists, undeterred, kept pushing the idea. And within days, pressure mounted on the mayor of Minneapolis, Jacob Fry, to get rid of his city's police department. This was a problem for Fry. Fry has greater political aspirations, and this was the last conversation he wanted to have. So Fry did his best to change the subject with a mix of manic enthusiasm and feigned empathy. Fry is well-practiced in those areas. Here he is a couple of years ago with his preferred brand of community outreach. It didn't work, then or now. Activists wanted actual answers, so Mayor Fry tried step two in the process. Young hipster mayor, I guess, or whatever. And, uh, you know, yeah, pandering worked out real well for this dude, as you're about to see. That's groveling. I've been coming to grips with my own brokenness in this situation, my own failures, my own shortcomings, and I know there needs to be deep-seated Again, good try, brokenness. It sounds like a sermon. Give a raise to the staffer who scripted that. But again, no dice. Black Lives Matter, to their credit, wanted a real answer to their question. It was then that Jacob Fry made a fatal mistake. He put himself in a position where he could be asked that question directly. Here's what happened next. Huh? 
You know, and I, I might not support this guy, but uh, at least good for him for at least hopefully sticking up and not uh, fully abolishing the police department. Now, I haven't seen this full clip, so who knows? I might be eating those words in just a sec. But, uh, you know, I'm watching this kind of in real time with you guys, so, uh, you know, so far... So far, good on you, uh, you know, bud. Hopefully, don't make me eat those words. What a remarkable piece of tape that is. Has a big city mayor in this country ever been more thoroughly humiliated? Get the F out of here, she screams. Go! Well, the correct answer to that, needless to say, is up yours, lady. I'm not going anywhere. I run. Now, see, this is the definition, folks, of a cuck. Or I, I guess the term that the, 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 the Gen Z, Andy, Andy I, I think you're a little younger than me. Maybe you and I are the same age, but, right? I, I think simp is the new term, right? Cuck is tw so 2016, right? That, that's what all the new hip kids uh, keep telling me. Sam, you know, cuck is so 2016. But, ah, uh, screw it. We're bringing it back. This guy is a cuck. In a city. Do you doubt that the entire crowd would have cheered Jacob Fry if he'd said that? People always admire resolve, even when they disagree with the point of view. But that's not what Jacob Fry did. Fry slunk away like a child caught doing something filthy. The most telling moment, though, came just before that, when the woman in sunglasses threatened to defeat the mayor in the next election. What does that tell you? It tells you that Black Lives Matter is, in fact, a political party, maybe the strongest political party in the United States as of tonight. Its members believe they can reshape this country, and so far, they're proving to be right. You can always tell which political movements are ascendant, which are headed. Okay, so that comment right then and right there that Black Lives Matter is a political party, Tucker's also getting flack for saying that somehow. Um, even though, based on that clip, he's exactly right. Black Lives Matter is turning into a political party. Big time by how straightforward their members and sympathizers are about what they believe. Strong people say what they think out loud. They have no reason not to. They're not embarrassed of their beliefs. They think they're winning. With that in mind, watch this clip from CNN this morning. This is the president of the Minneapolis City Council, Lisa Bender. Bender explains that the desire for safety, the desire not to, for example, have your home invaded by violent criminals, is in fact a sign of racism. Do you oh God. understand that the word dismantle or police free also makes some people nervous? For instance, what if in the middle of the night 
my home is broken into, who do I call? Yes, I mean, I, I hear that. And again, folks, remember I said uh, two weeks ago or so, uh, I said it on the on this show and I said it on my Twitter. These are the same people who, whenever a, a horrible incident like Sandy Hook, Hook happens, you know, or some mass shooting, these are the types of people, right? These white liberal, mostly white liberal Karens, who are always saying, well, only the police should have uh, guns. Only the police are equipped to deal with uh, AR-15s, you know, or anything with a higher, uh, you know, magazine capacity, right? That's what we hear, and, you know, yet whenever a George Floyd or a Michael Brown situation happens, they always say, oh, defund the police, or get rid of the police, or the police are so racist. And it's a never-ending cycle, right? So... Pick one, Karen. Fucking pick one. I'm clear from a lot of my neighbors, and I know, and, and myself too, and I know that that comes from a place of privilege because for those of us for whom the system is working, I think we need to step back and imagine what it would feel like to already live in that reality where calling the police may mean more harm is done. Um. What? Yeah, th this is exactly where Tucker's perplexed face meme. This is this type of crap is where that meme comes from. That is perplexing for the average person here. Okay, so by her logic, folks, it is easier for black people, right? It is easier for a black woman to uh, get her, her house broken into and potentially raped by some dude. The threat of rape, by her logic, is apparently easier to deal with than calling the cops or reporting or doing something like that. Hello, police. Armed men are breaking into my home. Help! Shut up, racist! Click! That's the world Lisa Bender is calling for. How many people watching CNN this morning as they got dressed agreed with Lisa Bender? Sure, that sounds reasonable. Calling the police during a break-in definitely qualifies as racism. It's hard to believe, even among CNN's audience, that very many people thought that. It's so obviously nuts. On the other hand, it doesn't really matter at this point what the public thinks about anything. In the case of this idea, many Democratic leaders are already sold on it. Here's former Congressman Keith Ellison on MSNBC over the weekend. Keep in mind as you watch and speak that Ellison is now the chief law enforcement officer in Minnesota. He's the attorney general. Ellison argues here that it's wrong for police to bring guns to domestic violence calls. Seriously. We send out people with guns and, and they are there to use deadly force no matter what the problem may be. If the problem is sexual assault, we send somebody with a gun. If the problem is domestic violence, we send somebody with a gun. If the problem is somebody in a mental health crisis. 
These people are idiots. These people are idiots. Of course you bring a gun to a domestic Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Hmm. Of course you bring a domestic Ah. Uh, of course you bring a gun to a domestic dispute. That was pretty funny there, actually. Um, boy. We send somebody with a gun. Okay, we know what you're thinking. That's Keith Ellison, kind of an unfair example. Ellison Ugh. has long been a crazy person. He was once attached to the Nation of Islam. Back then, he called himself Keith Hakim. More recently, Ellison endorsed Antifa. Yes, that's all true. But unlike other race-baiting extremists, Keith Ellison may have a promising political future. It's very easy to imagine it. If Joe Biden wins, Keith Ellison could be the Attorney General of the United States. At the very least, he would be first in line to become U.S. Attorney for the state of Minnesota, the top federal prosecutor there. What would happen then? We may live to find out. Again, all of this probably strikes you as wild-eyed craziness, flat-earth stuff. Eliminate the police? Really? But things change <sighs> fast. Look at how quickly they changed just over the weekend. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who is a skilled trend spotter, if there ever was one, is already acting as if defund the police, again, a proposal that no sane person even mentioned in public just last month, is now the defining civil rights issue of our time. You'd have to be a bigoted dinosaur, a bad person to oppose it. This is one of those moments. Ugh. This right now is one of those moments. So if you're an elected official that for any reason is on this call, I'm asking you to ask yourself, what are you willing to sacrifice to make sure that overfunded police departments are defunded? So think about what you just saw. Ugh. Cortez isn't just a member of Congress. She's maybe the most famous. And by the way, the the Republican, uh, the Republican Party, thank God, is funneling money <laughs> to her opponent in New York City, which thank God, because this chick needs to be uh, removed. Seriously. She's also a surrogate. For Joe Biden. So a lot is on the line here, constantly attacking the U.S. military. We don't hear that anymore. Why is that? It's very simple. The left took over the Pentagon. No reason to attack people you control, which they do. And they plan to do the same thing to your local police department. Let's be clear. What Democrats are proposing isn't some form of radical libertarianism where the cops leave and citizens police their own neighborhoods. No, it's the opposite of that. What they're proposing is a power grab. Defund the police is a move toward authoritarian social control cloaked in the language of identity politics. Bingo, Tuck. See, this is the other thing I've been saying. If you guys think that the police going away is going to solve things, uh, it ain't. If the police go away, 
and Black Lives Matter gets their way with completely defunding the police department, uh, this country is going to look a lot like South America now, where the cops are basically the military, and the military are the cops, and vice versa, and, you know, we... We can't really tell the two apart because they're pretty much the same faction. And believe me, uh, you know, your civil complaints, those of you who are, who are protesting, aren't going to, uh, you know, matter once the government literally becomes the, the police. Even more so. Already in the middle of a total breakdown of law and order, as we watch our cities burn, you are seeing new moves to prevent you from defending yourself and your family in the middle of it. Just last Tuesday, Marjorie Greene, who was running for Congress in Georgia, posted this ad on Facebook, and within two days, Facebook pulled it down. I have a message for Antifa terrorists. Stay the hell out of Northwest Georgia. You won't burn our churches, loot our businesses, or destroy our homes. Based. Based in red pills. And she's not bad-looking either. So Facebook has a policy against violence, not the violence engulfing our cities, but the violence of you defending your family. They create the chaos. You're not allowed to defend yourself. You are, in other words, and this is, of course, the point, wholly dependent upon them. In the future, the left envisions the only people who will have guns are people on their team. And that's exactly what defund the police really means. It means a woke militia policing our cities, enforcing Democratic Party orthodoxy. Imagine if the diversity and inclusion department at Brown University had the power to arrest you. Imagine if the Black Lives Matter rioters had weapons and immunity from prosecution. That's what they're talking about. Partisan law enforcement. And partisan law enforcement, incidentally, is hardly without precedent. In fact, it's the rule in the third world. This is an attempt to bring it here. What's again striking is how few American voters support this. Very few. Polling from just a week ago showed that only 16% of Americans favored cutting funding to police departments. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I usually don't scream on... Uh stream folks but man that's that's that scream that I did earlier that has been building probably for the last two weeks I kid you not it just came out and yeah uh okay so let's pause here real quick only 16% approve of Completely cutting funding from the police. 63% oppose. That's from a Yahoo News poll. Yahoo News, which isn't exactly known for its, uh, you know, unbiasedness in their reporting. Right? There was almost no party divide on that question, surprisingly. The numbers were virtually the same for Republicans and Democrats. The divide was economic. If you make more than $100,000 a year, you are more than twice as likely to think cutting the police was a good idea. And there's no mystery there, of course. Rich people live in safe places. They can afford their own security. Jeff Bezos doesn't... Okay, skip. Sorry, Mom. 
I know you're old and alone and miss your grandchildren, but we are shunning you until you send more money to Black Lives Matter. In an environment like this, we've never lived in an environment like this, but you can imagine, in an environment like this, most people get the message very fast. And the weak ones are quick to join in, just like the good little red guards they've always been underneath it all. Here's Mitt Romney on the march. The way to end violence and brutality and to make sure that people understand that Black Lives Matter. Uh-huh. Sure, Mitt. Sure, because we know that you are real that you're real down for the struggle, right? You're so butthurt that first Obama beat you and then that Trump you know basically cocked you out of what you thought was your deserved nomination spot again. Now you're marching with the other team completely. And again, I have no problem with, you know, peaceful protests and whatnot, but come on. Do you really think Mitt Romney is serious about this, or do you think he's making a political play? I'll let you guys decide. Mitt just wants to make sure that Americans understand, get it through their thick heads, that black lives matter. As if Americans <laughs> didn't know that. But accusing your entire country of racism turns out to be a pretty small price for someone like Mitt Romney. What Romney's really worried about, what all the finance moguls funding this movement are worried about, is that someone somewhere will ask the obvious questions. How much have you, Mitt Romney, personally made? How rich have you become by sending jobs overseas, working class jobs, by charging obscene interest rates, and by otherwise harming poor and black communities economically? All the basic crimes are economic. Mitt Romney doesn't want to talk about that at all, so he marches. And Black Lives Matter couldn't be happier about it. The complicity of people like Mitt Romney gives groups like Black Lives Matter strength. Black Lives Matter is becoming more powerful by the hour, and they know it. Watch this interview from Saturday in which a Black Lives Matter activist cheerfully admits he may soon incinerate people with gasoline. I'm a leader of this FTP movement. It means a lot of things. It can mean free the people. It can mean for the people. It could also mean fire to property. We're hoping de Blasio and Cuomo come out and talk to us and give the youth some direction. But if they don't, the next stop is the Diamond District. And gasoline, thanks to Trump, is awfully cheap. The amazing thing is not just that he said that, though that's shocking enough. The amazing thing is that he said it on television live. Yep. Tucker is absolutely right about this. These people can go on TV and make bold-faced threats and not face any consequences whatsoever, at least, you know, from the public, by and large, for saying them now. If Trump is saying what he is saying, which is that Antifa is now a terrorist organization, well then, I hope there's some upstanding FBI agents who are watching these guys and who watch that and said, okay, we will add this to your case file for when we need to arrest you. 
He wasn't worried about being arrested. He's not like you at all. You're still not allowed to attend church services or go to big weddings. Too bad you're not friends with D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser. You could do anything. Bowser just renamed a park near the White House Black Lives Matter Plaza, and nobody criticized her for it. MSNBC practically sent her flowers. Having a mural, Black Lives Matter, in huge block letters across three blocks leading up to the White House. As I said to you on a Sunday, badass move that you that you made. The Black Lives <clears throat> Matter Oh, sorry, she doesn't have a dick, so, you know, the metaphor doesn't work, but you, uh, you guys get what I mean. is a representation of an expression of our saying no, but also identifying and claiming a part of our city that had been taken over by federal forces. Mayor Bowser was buoyed and gratified by the support she received from her friends over on MSNBC. So she also had Black Lives Matter painted in enormous yellow letters on 16th Street in downtown DC. Kind of a bold move, if you think about it, making a street partisan. Imagine a big city mayor naming a major thoroughfare NRA Avenue or Planned Parenthood Boulevard. Think people would say something about it? It's impressive in a way. But Black Lives Matter wasn't satisfied by it, not even close. The DC. So are we are we renaming, uh, you know, parks and streets? Uh, is is this monopoly now? Are we just renaming? shit like in Monopoly that's the way that's the way things are kind of seeming like it's going now each chapter of the group released a statement attacking Mayor Bowser for not giving them complete control of the city's police department quote this is to appease white liberals while ignoring our demand Black Lives Matter means defund the police got that Black Lives Matter means defund the police. Oh, so that's what Black Lives Matter means. No one really explains that. That's their description. And now we know what Intel and Pepsi and Amazon are supporting when they send money. Defunding the police. Suddenly it feels like all the adults have gone to St. Bart's and turned off their cell phones. Who's running this country? Who's in charge? Anyone? Yet amazingly, some Republicans in Washington seem almost giddy as they watch the country go insane. Democrats have gone too far this time, they'll tell you. We're guaranteed to win in November. You've probably gotten text to that effect recently from friends. Yes, in fact, I got an email to that effect this morning, folks, in both my personal email inbox and my uh, show email inbox, actually. So yes, I did get those emails just this morning. It sounds good, but they're wrong. They're totally and completely wrong on many levels. For one thing, if you care about a country, you've got to try, you have an obligation to try your very best to protect and defend it, no matter who is helped in November. That's what patriotism is. It's not about you, it's about America. But leave aside your moral duty. Even as a matter of pure politics, this is a mindless analysis. It's a stupid calculation. Bad ideas are like cancer. When you ignore them, when you pretend they're not there, when you just assume those ride it out, they spread. 
Most people, as we noted, currently oppose defunding the police. That's where the polls stand right now. But will they feel that way in three months? How about in three weeks? In an environment like this, you don't know. Things move fast. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell once opposed mocking the Americans, like kneeling to attack the country as racist. Now Goodell has announced he's with Black Lives Matter. We, the National Football League, admit we were wrong for not listening to NFL players earlier and encourage all to speak out and peacefully protest. We, the National Football League, believe Black Lives Matter. I... Uh, uh, yep. I mean, I, I'll, I'll still like the cheer. I'll still like the cheerleaders, but that's, uh, that's about it. As far as the NFL goes for me. personally protest with you. So if this is so good for Republicans, explain this. Why does the latest round of national polls indicate that Joe Biden's lead in this race is growing? And that's not a small thing if you plan to live here, if you don't want to live under Attorney General Keith Ellison. So why is it happening? Maybe it's because Republicans in Washington have decided to sit this crisis out. They haven't bothered to explain What's wrong? They haven't bothered to tell us anything about what might be flawed about Black Lives Matter. And they don't plan to, by the way. They're too cynical. They're too fearful. They're going to pretend like it's not happening, repeat platitudes, read bumper stickers on the air, nod solemnly, and do nothing to protect the country. Why would voters reward that? Democrats, by contrast, who are completely wrong, and in fact are leading us down a path that won't end well, are not ashamed in the slightest of what they believe. Day in and day out, they brag about it. Just today, they kneeled in Washington in submission before Black Lives Matter. We are here to honor George Floyd. For those who wish to, we will now kneel for our moment of silence. This was actually funny. Nancy Pelosi. Okay, the, the, obviously Tucker missed a part, but the funny part was, if you've seen photos today, uh, apparently uh, she couldn't stand back up and uh, said, help, I'm... There were memes saying, uh, help, I'm, help, I, uh, I'm virtue signaling and I can't get up. Doing something crazy again. Before you comfort yourself with that thought, keep in mind, it wasn't just Nancy Pelosi, not by a long shot. Members of the National Guard kneeled too. So did a group of FBI agents. So did the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, who just the other day was wearing blackface. Is that really a surprise, though, that that's happening? I mean, Justin Trudeau, you know, anyone surprised by that? No. Now he's with Black Lives Matter. 
The police chief of Webster, Massachusetts went even further than that. He lay on the ground before them in complete submission. And then things began to spin completely out of control, not just in this country, but throughout the West. As the crowd swelled and the demand for total ideological conformity grew louder, this latest cultural revolution became a parody of itself, as they always do. In London, protesters vandalized... She actually said, help, I've fallen and I can't, and I can't subvert. Oh, classic, Andy. That's a, that's a, that's a good one. Oh, fuck. Statue of Abraham Lincoln, because what did Abraham Lincoln ever do for black people? In Boston, a mob defaced a monument to the first all-black volunteer regiment in the Civil War. Because black people dying to end slavery sounds like white supremacy to us. At around the same time, a law professor from the University of Chicago called for an armed coup to overthrow the president of the United States, but that didn't get a lot of press because it didn't seem particularly newsworthy under the circumstances. It was that kind of weekend. What is going on? What is this about? Even the outlines are blurry at this point, but we know this. No matter what they tell you, it has very little to do with black lives, if only it did. If Democratic leaders cared about saving the lives of black people, and they should, they wouldn't ignore the murder of thousands of young black men in their cities every year. They wouldn't put abortion clinics in black neighborhoods. They would instead do their very best to improve the public schools and to encourage intact families, which we know beyond a shadow of a doubt is central to the life prospects of children. And yet Tucker is the racist and needs to get deplatformed off of Fox News and probably everywhere, everywhere else for saying that. That's what, that's what the mob wants to kick Tucker off for. Right? Apparently wanting black people to do better is racist. But meanwhile, Owen Benjamin can still, you know, stream live on Instagram and probably YouTube and whatnot and sing his stupid bike, you know, song and... Nothing happens. They try to make black neighborhoods as safe as their own neighborhoods. They would close the payday lenders that had so much misery to the lives of poor people of all colors. But they don't even consider doing any of this. They don't even try. Instead, they encourage theft and mayhem as if that will help. It will not help. This may be a lot of things, this moment we're living through, but it is definitely not about black lives. And remember that when they come for you, and at this rate, they will. Anyone who's ever been subjected to the rage of the mob knows the feeling. It's like being swarmed by hornets. You cannot think clearly. And the temptation is to panic, but you can't panic. You've got to keep your head and tell the truth. Tell the truth. If you show weakness of any kind, they will crush you. Ask Drew Brees. So... That clip right there, that right there at the end, is what is what the left and the mainstream media outlets are clipping, and they're playing that one minute and 30 second clip and saying, Tucker Carlson is racist, he needs to be deplatformed, Fox News needs to get rid of him, uh, rid of him now. They're all racist, yada, yada, yada. I, I could scream again. I don't want my, want my mom thinking that, like, you know, I'm 
injured or something. Um, <laughs> you know, or, yeah. It, it's just, it, it's it's maddening here. It, it really is. By some accounts, poor Drew Brees is on his fourth apology for the crime of defending the American flag. He decided... Yep. Okay, so I don't need to play this whole, you know, the end of this clip. I think you guys have gotten the point. But, um, you know, that is where we're at here in America. I mean, Tucker, if anything, gave one of the most pro Black Lives Matter uh, monologues ever. And not Black Lives Matter in the sense of the movement, but in terms of, like, he actually cares because, guess what? Black lives actually do matter. As an actual concept, not as a mere political movement. But we can't have that, can we? No, we need the mob to shut him down and then shut me down and then shut all the small YouTube channels like mine down until there's no more oppositional voice, right? Because silencing people is how we solve racial issues. Okay, let that all sink in. Also, I don't even want, want to bring this up. But yes, it is true. People have asked me about this. Apparently there are now calls for uh, cop shows like Law & Order, you know, The Wire, NYPD Blue, all of those to get... Uh, you know, taken off the air, canceled if, you know, any of them are in current production, and, you know, just to wipe them out. Because, you know, police, police culture, right? Pro-police officer culture, uh, you know, video games, that stuff, TV shows, that's a real problem, right? I've seen countless stupid op-ed columns calling for this in major newspapers. I'm not going to read them all, all for you because it's it's drivel. But it's basically, right, remember, remember when, uh, well, some of you will remember this, maybe not everyone, but for my fellow millennials watching and listening to this, many of you will remember when we were growing up as kids, uh, remember when the, when the media used to make, like, a big stink about how, you know, Grand Theft Auto video games were going to ruin an entire generation, and how we were all going to become, like, drug dealers and criminals, and, you know, it was going to, like, ca cause, like, a mass wave of school shootings, uh, you know, because of Grand Theft Auto and whatnot, uh, remember that? 
Well, all of us collectively laughed our asses off and had the OK Boomer meme uh, existed then, if memes had existed then, we would have said, OK Boomer, because it was stupid and retarded, right? Well, this is the same thing. It's stupid and and retarded. But, oh, don't you dare, you know, talk about getting rid of cop shows as being stupid. Or, you know, the Lego company, uh, Legos. I played with those as a kid. Uh, Lego stopped, uh, they pulled... They're like police car kits, you know, or sets from uh, toy stores and retailers because it was just so triggering, right? So, you know, cancel culture is happening at rate that we've never seen before. I think it's stupid. I think it's retarded. It's maddening, as you heard from my scream earlier. Um, and honestly, folks, all I can say is I have to believe, I have to believe, otherwise I really would go insane, that there are a lot more people like me and a lot more people like you out there on both sides of the aisle to a certain extent who believe that a lot of this Shit is crazy, um, and whatnot. Um, but you know, it is what it is. So, by the way, Alan clipped the uh, scream. Yeah, I, I know. I know he did. And believe me, I'm going. I'm going to use that in the future. That's. Uh, I think that's the first time I've screamed. On air. It's not the first time I've screamed. I've screamed this week. In private. But yeah, listen. Here's my closing monologue. And if you like, here is my, uh, well, I don't want to use the word manifesto because I'm not sure, uh, if that's a good term, but basically, I am who who I've always been. I'm someone who loves people who wants to see people of all colors, races, ethnicities, backgrounds, uh, whatever, succeed and do their best and be productive and be happy and live fulfilling, meaningful lives in whatever way they feel they can. Humanity is wonderful. Humanity is awesome when the individual is empowered 
it's even more awesome when individuals uh, can come together of their own free will to raise up the human race and help each other and build something. And that's what America, that's what America, that's what this country is all about for me. There, there's never been a place like this on earth prior to our, our founding. Yeah, we fucked up in the past. No, we're not perfect. But we are damn well better off than the vast majority of civilization. Right? And there's nothing wrong with wanting to improve things. But to do so through mob rule or through cult rule... Yes, I'm speaking to the uh, bears, too, because they have the same mentality. To have the mob rule and to have the government be overpressive is not going to fly, right? And if Black Lives Matter, if they come here, I have no problem with that, although, eh, since Antifa follows in your right wake, I kind of do. Uh, I won't stand for Antifa. And no one... No one can, and, uh, you know, no one's no one's going to be guilting me uh, for being racist, because I'm not. I mean, the, mo- the most racist thing that someone could accuse me of is listening to Richard Pryor albums, right? If... If someone wants to accuse me of being racist, uh, someone would have to capture a video of me listening to a Richard Pryor album and laughing my ass off hysterically at the album Super N-Word. Right? That's not the title of the album. That Super N-Word isn't the... Uh, name of the album, but, you know, I can't you see, here's the thing, I can't even use the actual name of one of my favorite comedy albums, right? Because that would get me flagged for hate speech. That's how messed up everything is now. So, folks, just remember, if things go to shit... I wasn't part of it. You guys weren't part of it. We tried to warn you. And for the better part of two years, I will say this, I actually have been fighting against actual uh, racists and actual white supremacists with the uh, Bears, with Vox Day, with Owen Benjamin, with, uh, you know, I called out Richard Spencer. I don't think that's, you know, far stretch, but hey, it's not going to matter to the, uh, you know, mobs. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. Anyway, uh, let's, let's resume the super chats and see if we've gotten any. I don't know if we have. Uh, 
But anyway, uh, yeah. Eddie Murphy for the win. Oh, yeah. Eddie Murphy Raw. I mean, geez. I don't even know if Eddie Murphy Raw is distributed uh, digitally anymore. I know it was on Netflix. And I know it was on Amazon. But who knows? They might have pulled Raw uh, from their digital retailers because, you know, that would be racist or something. They shouldn't, though. It's great. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. My Heritage, uh, Ledry, uh, just subscribed. So, thank you. Uh, that happened, apparently. Uh, doesn't look like there are any super chats going on, so... Let me go and read the actual chat. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Sam made out with Richard Spencer? No, Johnny. But I did interview a guy who probably did at one point. So, um, that would be James Allsup. So, uh, Sam was the leader. Got it. Love them both. Uh, This is an old communist plan. Cloud and... Priven, oh yeah, damn, Aviation Arms going, uh, you know, going with the old references, so, uh, anyway, yeah, new sub-hype, um, anyway, um, folks, that's all I've got for you tonight, and I actually feel better, somewhat, believe it or not, like I said, I have to believe we're gonna make it through this, because we don't, I'm going to lose it. Uh, I'm not there yet, but, uh, you know. Uh, although, I, I think I think I need to watch more, more Owen videos because, uh, you know, that will... That will, you know, that will... Owen will actually scare me from, go, from going crazy because I don't want to end up like him. Ever. Ever. Alright, folks. Uh, anyway, that'll do it for tonight's uh, show. Hopefully, uh, YouTube doesn't uh, decide to take a day and a half. Or, uh, you know, longer to process the stream. Uh, I probably should have hit the record button on OBS to manually record it, but I didn't. So, uh... Anyway, you know, thanks to all of you for uh, watching. Uh, God bless and God save this great nation. Uh, Thank you so very much for watching and I will see you on uh, Thursday. I'm thinking of doing a uh, non-political show, reviewing a movie or something. I haven't decided which one yet. Um, In one of the discords I'm in... uh, Funny enough, someone mentioned uh, Bordell of Blood, of Blood, so I might, I well, I'm not even sure if I can review that movie on on YouTube for obvious reasons. But uh, anyway, I'll I'll think of something for Thursday. I'll be back. Uh, maybe I'll just take calls, do an AMA. Not sure yet. Um, 
like I said, if anyone wants to follow me on social media, Twitter and Instagram at somebody underscore NDC, uh, Gab at Sam Whitfield, uh, Facebook.com forward slash Whitfield report. I have an email segment. Uh, I have an email box at thesamewhitfield.com, you know, whatever. Also, Streamlabs does work when I'm off air too, so, uh, you know. Send me a couple bucks if you can support the show. Uh, give me some su- su- suggestions. Uh, other links are in the description. So I appreciate it, folks. And uh, take care. And uh, from all of us here at NGC Studios, God bless and God save this great nation. As my friend Nirai once said, uh, God freedom legacy in that order. And I will see you on the next uh, episode of the Whitfield Report. Thanks for tuning in, and God bless. Hey there, folks. If you've made it this far to the end of the podcast, I'd like to thank you very much for listening to the show. You are the ones that make it possible for me to uh, make an income from podcasting, and I greatly appreciate that just by listening to our show. You are helping us gain ad revenue. However, if you would really like to uh, help support the show, I encourage you to please donate to the podcast and become a supporter of the show. You can head over to anchor.fm forward slash Whitfield Report and click the support this podcast button and uh, choose the amount that suits you to support the show. Or you can click the link in the show notes and it will directly uh, take you to that page. If you can support the podcast, I really, really appreciate that. Anything that you can do to uh, help out is greatly appreciated. Even if you can't afford to uh, help financially support the podcast, I encourage you to please go on iTunes uh, or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and please leave this podcast a positive five-star review. That really helps us out here at the Whitfield Report. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next episode.